Welcome to RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Steinberg, alongside Griffin Warner as we get you set for another week of baseball action. And before we get to the Monday slate of games and set up the series that will begin here this week, Griffin, let's talk about some teams that have turned the corner. And there were, uh, I'm talking about favorites. I'm talking about teams that were favored, whether it was in their division or projected to make the playoffs and got off to slow starts, but have maybe turned the corner. Uh, We'll start with the New York Yankees, who finished off a sweep of the Reds yesterday. They've won four straight games, eight of their last 10, and are now in third place in the American League East. What have you noticed about the Yankees' turnaround? Uh, Maybe getting that guy Aaron Judge back was helpful. That does Uh, help. That does help. You know, they have some starting pitcher health coming back as well with Severino. Um, I mean, that's, I feel like, I've kind of noticed through a lot of sports is that depth is really, really important. And usually it's the wealthier teams, the teams that are going for it that have um, capable depth rather than just huge holes that you're filling with a, a rookie, a young player, or like a, a, a journeyman or something of that nature. So I feel like that fits the uh, the Yankee mold where they have some better kind of uh, bench or just kind of utility players. And I think a lot of the other teams will have. Staying in New York, the Mets have been playing good baseball as well, playing with confidence. You know, after taking two of three from the, the Rays, they sweep the Guardians. They've won five straight games, seven of their last 10. And it just seems like for the Mets, maybe it's a confidence issue with them, but they're starting to, to turn things around. I mean, sure, uh, we talked pre-show, so I'll just really dive into my feelings. Um, as a favorite, they've like been behind in so many games of this win streak, yet like seem to homer three times to tie or take the lead against the Rays on Wednesday night, I want to say. Um, then came from behind in the seventh inning or later today in both uh, sides of the doubleheader against the Guardians, who have a really good bullpen, so... Um, I would imagine that this is the cream rising to the top because they've spent so much money on their team, but I'm still not a believer and I'm really sick of the market getting everything wrong, getting bailed out at the end. Let's head over to Houston where the Astros have won seven straight games, nine of their last 10. They're two games back of the Rangers in the American League West. And, you know, I thought the turnaround was going to happen for the Astros once Altuve came back, but maybe it's just the team knowing that Altuve is coming back that's getting them to play so well. I mean, I I think a lot of people are probably like, then again, with Jose Altuve, I think he's going to be the leadoff hitter forever uh, until he hangs him up. So I guess maybe they're not trying to, like, find their spot in the batting order and try to challenge him for it. But maybe it does say something about the rest of the team trying to um, keep them or or get them motivated to try to say, hey, I don't want to slide from the fifth hole to the sixth hole. That's going to affect my my pay, salary, my next contract, all those sort of things. Maybe that's getting some guys going. I also feel like it was just a pretty slow start from a team that we've, I think, seen and watched them do it for a long, long time now. Yeah. So um, about, about a time like that they decided to wake up. I think we've seen it in both New York teams as well. Um, I hate to say it again, but the cream is sort of rising to the top, mm-hmm. and we'll see um, – We'll see if like the others on the other side of the spectrum can keep it up. Yeah, and the Cardinals, uh, I know we've been talking about them for the past couple episodes here, but they've won eight of their last ten and are in third place in the Central, five games back of Milwaukee. And, you know, I, I find it just hard to bet against the Cardinals now just because I think this is the time. You know, I was waiting for, like, the dip in the market to, like, buy in on the Cardinals, and I think the dip has already occurred, and now they're going to start to continue to rise here. I mean, they were getting a lot of respect preseason for a lineup that I was kind of wondering how potent it would actually be. Um, Nolan Gorman's been hitting a million home runs. That's been huge. 
Uh, goalie's kind of picking up where he left off, despite I think being his age 36 season right now. So there's not a lot of youth there. We had the like weird stuff with the catcher position and all that sort of stuff, moving Castillo to a DH and then pushing him back, or Contreras, excuse me. Um, and, I mean, one thing I can say about the Cardinals is I do trust the eighth and ninth inning to their bullpen. Uh, and so if they can get a lead, they have great hitters. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Matthew Libertor, who they brought up to a start big prospect of theirs and then ended up throwing him in the bullpen today where he did not do very well. But Stephen Matt's still 0-6 in that rotation. I imagine that's going to change sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the schedule here for Monday evening. And the Guardians are in a precarious situation because not only are they coming off Sunday Night Baseball with travel, but it was a doubleheader yesterday in New York. And they're home favorites tonight against the White Sox. Now, I don't know if I can trust the White Sox. They, they, they did just play well against a bad Royals team. But I think this is a fade spot for the Guardians. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a probable pitcher right now for the White Sox. So, yeah, uh, we don't know I yet. Guess, I guess they're just going to throw out a bullpen game considering they've been completely inept in that category for a long time. I, I mean, still feel like the White Sox are a team I do not want to have anything to do with unless I'm against them. Um, but Hurricane Gaddis coming at the at the line, I, I don't know. Tough, tough spot, especially because the Guardians, they had leads late, and that's what they're like built to do. So... Uh, imagine that we probably get a pretty motivated effort for him, but it's really hard coming off Sunday Night Baseball, as you said, and a sweep in a doubleheader. Yeah, absolutely. Rangers are at the Pirates. I like this price. This is a low price for me. Texas is minus 140 with Dane Dunning on the hill against Luis Ortiz and the Pirates. This is uh, kind of where we're talking with the cream rising to the top. The Rangers continue to play the worst teams in the history of the baseball. Um, yes, the Pirates have a great record to start the season, but... Um, I don't think anyone expected them to be uh, a really solid contender for a playoff spot this year. Uh, I think they've had a little dip in form themselves, but ultimately they've been playing great at home. Um, Dane Dunning is a big favor on the road. Seems a little weird, but the the Rangers lineup has been um, nothing short of spectacular before, before so far. I think other than the Rays, I don't really know who you look at to say has, has gotten off to a better start. So uh, I don't have a ton of, Information on Ortiz, uh, I do like the Pittsburgh bullpen situation a little bit more than Texas's. because so I think that's a huge uh, problem for them right now. But uh, Dane Dunning's been off to a great start, and uh, he drew a really nice matchup again. Diamondbacks are at the Phillies, and this price just doesn't make sense. Philly minus 210. I get it. It's Zach Wheeler and Tommy Henry going for the Diamondbacks, but Arizona has been playing decent baseball. They've won seven of their last ten, and this price just seems like it's too high. I mean, it's gigantic because Zach Wheeler really hasn't been very good. I mean, he came back from injury to the big dominant playoff run, but then really wasn't right in the World Series. And I wonder if, like, coming back from injury and then putting that much stress in your arm in the playoffs, if that's uh, probably had a negative impact on him, to say the least. Uh, I don't really have a ton of, of interest in Arizona just because I, I feel like even if this is close late or Arizona slightly ahead, I still really worry about that bullpen. But I'm looking for a world where Philadelphia continues to be favored like this because they're not getting a lot of a lot of their studs. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect. 
is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. No. Uh, Brandon Williamson gets the start for the Reds against Jordan Montgomery and the Cardinals. St. Louis is minus 190. This is a high total of 10. I I might actually look towards a Cardinals team total here because I like the way their offense is performing. I don't blame you. Nine at bats. Um, Jordan Montgomery has, I mean, he was so good after the trade last season, but it's kind of been all over the place this year. To me, it seems like, yes, the Cardinals are playing well. The Reds are trying to lose, but that is a gigantic price for Jordan Montgomery to lay on the road. I, I wish I had the stones to back Cincinnati here, but um, there's probably runs in this one. Chris Bassett gets a start for the Blue Jays, who need to get off the schneid after being swept over the weekend. And the Rays looks like it's going to be Trevor Kelly as the opener for them. Tampa minus 125 at home. Uh, it's hard to bet against Tampa ever, especially in that building, but the Blue Jays have the pitching edge here. I mean, if there's a guy to do it, I think it's Chris Bassett. He's, I mean, what what more can you ask for? I think zero runs against the Yankees and Braves back-to-back starts as a home underdog, by the way. Um, that was really nice. Dogged again against the bullpen game, which the Rays are good at it. But unfortunately, they've had some trouble closing games late. They did get Fairbanks back from the IL. Um, Jason Adam is seemingly whenever I don't bet the Rays, he's uh, lights out. When I do, he's giving up three-run shots and, and straining his neck, looking at the ball flying over the wall. But... Um, I, I think this is a, a Toronto play for me. I, it's going to be hard for me to, to look away. Chris Bass has just been so good. And I mean, the Toronto offense is not really the same in Tampa, I feel like, as it would be in another place. But um, I like the plus money right now on a, on a team that seems to be, I mean, not, not playing great, though. I'll put it that way. But ride the hot pitcher. Yeah, I would agree with that one. Dodgers. At the Braves, Gavin Stone making another start for L.A. Charlie Morton for Atlanta. Atlanta minus 155 against the Dodgers. 
I, I mean, where did this come from? But I, I guess the Braves getting a lot of respect. Um, had a, a tough or disrespect for Stone. I mean, he was awful in his major league debut, so I, I would expect that he'll probably revert back to the mean and be a little bit better. Um, there's some questions about him really being a changeup only guy and then it getting rocked in his first start. But who knows? Nerves, all that sort of stuff. What someone had a book on him, blah blah blah. Um, really weird to see the Dodgers getting this price. I'm not really sure where they're going to get it again this year. Like they're favorite every time they go to San Diego. I, I don't know really. I mean, if you could back Gavin Stone, I think you got a really nice price tag on the Dodgers, especially with a bullpen advantage late. The Tigers at the Royals, KC minus 115, Brady Singer and Michael Lorenzen. And this is just an ugly game all the way around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do we expect from Brady Singer? Is he continuing to get hit harder than anyone in baseball? Because uh, I don't want any part of that. I've seen it a little bit too personally so far. Astros are at the Brewers. Houston minus 115 with Christian Javier on the hill. Corbin Burns goes for the Brewers. And I get it. It's enticing to take Corbin Burns as a home dog here with this price. But I can't step in front of this Astros train right now. Well, and then you got Milwaukee after Corbin Burns leaves the game. I mean, what do you trust in their bullpen? Devin Williams seems like he's like really exhaling after every save he gets. They seem to be all be really challenged. He's taking a lot of innings as well, already getting a lot of outs, which makes me wonder how long he'll last in that role of the season. Um, Christian Javier, one of the best swing and miss guys in the game. We've seen it against the Yankees. We've seen it against better swinging teams than the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I was kind of hoping that Burns might get a little more respect here and that we could potentially see the Astros at like a pick em or something like that, but weren't so lucky. I, I am holding out hope that that might see some movement and you might get some Milwaukee money hitting the home dog. Mm, man, that would be a good situation. Giants at the Twins. Brebia going for the Giants. Bailey Ober going for the Twins. He's pitched really well. Minnesota's minus 155. Total in this one's nine. I, I lean towards the under here. Yeah, it's... I really don't know what to expect from San Francisco at this point. Not really a great series against the Marlins this weekend. Um, I feel like they were fortunate to win the games they did. And I got shut out by Braxton Garrett, who honestly is one of the best under pitchers out there, I feel like. But um, with that said, Bailey over great start to the year. Um, they've been really babying him and not pushing him too far. But uh, I don't really know what to expect from a San Francisco bullpen game because they're not exactly the Rays, I'll put it that way. Mm. Marlins are at the Rockies. Edward Cabrera gets the start for the Marlins. And Chase Anderson, who was with Tampa, now with Colorado, gets the start for the Rockies. High total of 11.5 for an offense in the Marlins that doesn't really score. And, and I think Anderson's been pretty good. He hasn't allowed a run. Yeah, uh, the ghost of Chase Anderson is back. Um, well, I, I don't really know what to make of him. I know that he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, and it seems whenever he's in trouble, it can multiply big time. But if he keeps runners off the bases, that's a big deal. Um, certainly would be a nice uh, – of, of all teams you got to pitch against in Coors Field, maybe Miami might be one of the best ones. But I have some questions about Cabrera as well. Um, dealing with pitching at altitude, young pitcher. I feel like going from sea level at Miami to the highest place you can play that's not Mexico City in this league this year, um, that's going to be a tough adjustment for a pretty good young arm that's got a lot of respect. So I'm kind of surprised we're not at 12 yet. I expect we'll probably get there before this, this uh, first pitch is thrown. But, um, I mean, we might be seeing the balls flying pretty far in this one. Red Sox at the Angels. LA minus 115. Berea on the hill for the Angels. Tanner Houck going for the Red Sox. Uh, there's nothing to like about what the Red Sox um, have been doing, I guess. Uh, look, they, they they had a couple of nice wins, but yesterday get rocked, and I don't know. I just don't like the West Coast trip. Maybe, maybe I'm just biased against the travel. 
I mean, it matters, and it certainly the longer you get on that trip, I feel like the uh, the, the tired sea legs, whatever you well, want to call that's, it. That's my point. Like they've been, I know they've been out west for a little bit, but it feels like on the on the extended west coast road trip. Like the like you're right. The longer it gets, the more I want to fade the team. Yeah, and I, I don't know that the, the lines really reflect that too often. I, I feel like they probably do a little more than we, we maybe anticipate. But, I mean, it just feels like the further you are and the longer you're away from home, at least with, I think, normal human beings that play baseball, like you would expect something to, to kind of be problematic in there. Um, Tanner Houck, I know, is pitching for his spot in the rotation, I think. I'm not sure what they're really going to do with, with Garrett Whitlock coming back from off the IL. So, um, I think he's going to do his best to try to get a job here, but I don't know that he's um, anywhere near the form he showed two years ago. Jaime Berea is uh, about as fade-worthy as possible and two bullpens that are pretty bad. So I feel like I'm just talking myself into over nine and a half mm. right now. The A's are at the Mariners. Luis Castillo against Kyle Muller. Seattle is minus 320. Uh, A's are coming off a series in which they scored just three runs, and with Castillo on the mound, Look, the the price is ridiculous, but I might look towards like an A's team total under something along those lines. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, They do get nine at bats because they're on the road, but uh, they probably need 90 at bats to get that many, though. I think Castillo has not been as hot lately. Um, Still think this is a perfect spot for him to get back into that form. Um, Seeing Seattle coming off an East Coast trip as well, um, that might be a little bit of a challenge and seem like they kind of. I mean, they played a pretty competitive game today, too. So I guess I don't have too much to complain about as I was a backer of them today and, and yesterday. But um, Luis Castillo, this is your spot to go uh, make your Cy Young case. So uh, go do it. Uh, tomorrow we'll have the or Tuesday, I should say, as we record this on Sunday night. Uh, the Yankees and Orioles will begin their series. Kyle Bradish against Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, 5-0, and 2.01 ERA, pitching for the American League Cy Young. Yeah, I mean... Awesome arm, awesome pitcher. Seems to struggle a little bit with home runs, but um, I don't know that Baltimore is really that threatening in that department. I, I'm still kind of trying to figure out why Baltimore keeps winning games. I think it's their pitching. <laughs> um, seems like they get some timely hits too, and, and I feel like that's not going to continue against a guy like Garrett Cole. Kode Senga gets uh, the start for the Mets as they begin a series uh, on Tuesday against the Cubs, and Senga coming off, you know, Arguably his best performance of the season, six innings, three hits, one run, and 12 strikeouts against the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I felt that one. Uh, that was nice. Thank you, Kodai Senga. Um, I feel like, I mean, there's, I, I can't stop thinking about the Cubs and how they're, they keep having Jamison Tyone like, doing his rehab starts in the majors, just getting absolutely tattooed everywhere. Uh, the nice part, it looks like it's going to be Drew Smiley in that one, who's had an awesome year so far. We'll see how long until he gets hurt and the, the trains fall off the track. But um, I got to say, the Cubs bullpen is kind of a mess. They got off to a good start, but I feel like there's one of those teams on the other side of what we talked about at the beginning of the show of, of teams coming back to earth and fast. Before we get to a best bet here for Monday night's slate, why don't you tell everyone about what's going on at pregame.com? Yeah, use the promo code TRIPLE25, T-R-I-P-L-E 25 for $25 off. An MLB 30-day access from your favorite pro. MLB 30-day access is available now for $119. You can only pay $94 when you use promo code TRIPLE25. It's a good day for seven days from the podcast release. So you got until, I guess it's still the 21st, but maybe the, the 29th of May if you really want to stretch it out. But why wait till Labor Day or Memorial Day? Get out there. Jump in with us. Um, we're doing monthlies. We're, we're trying to make as much money as possible until we hit the All-Star break. So come for a ride and uh, use promo code TRIPLE25. 
and uh, get $25 off. So for my best bet, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path and certainly a longer shot than uh, I think I'm used to. But run line's a little expensive. So I'm going to go the Dodgers plus 135 I have right now in Gavin Stone tomorrow on the road at Atlanta. Certainly could be a game that the Braves win, but I feel like you get a better price uh, more often than not. And uh, I think it's expected value wager right there on the Dodgers getting that type of price that you probably won't see again this year. Well, it's a dog day Monday because I'm going to go with the Toronto yeah. Blue Jays against okay. the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to back Chris Bassett. Uh, you can get it even money if you can find the plus 105 or, or plus 110 somewhere. Jump on that. But I, I like Chris Bassett to limit this uh, Rays team. And, and I think the Blue Jays come away from Tampa snapping out of their skin. I mean, I like it too. Um, here we go. Podcast podcast curse or jinx or, or win, you know? Let's do it. <laughs> he is Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Enjoy the, the early part of the week here in Major League Baseball. We'll talk to you Thursday night into Friday morning as we get you ready for Memorial Day weekend. This has been RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition.